Welcome to the Wake Up Queen podcast. In Ephesians 4.32, we are reminded to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as God also forgave us in Christ. But what does forgiveness truly mean? And how can we truly forgive something that is even harder for us to forget? In today's episode, we will unpack the true meaning of forgiveness and how, with God, it can be made possible to forgive what we can't forget. We pray you listen with an open heart and that God speaks to you through our vulnerability. So let's jump in. Hey queens, welcome back to another episode of Wake Up Queen. I am your host here, Sunny Pitts, and we are here on episode five. And as I always shared with you guys, I am super excited, super blessed, and super honored to be here sharing with you guys my story, my journey, and all that God is doing in my life. So yes, here we go again. Um, This episode, I want to um, tackle the topic again of forgiveness. I know we talked a little bit about um, in episode four um, about forgiveness, and we touched a little bit on forgiveness. forgiving those things that that are very difficult to kind of get out of our heads um and so that's kind of where i want to sit a little heavier on this episode just really addressing that idea of um just the concept of like for forgiving the things that we can't get out of our mind or the things that those things that come up those really heavy traumas that follow us really just the practical aspects of what it looks like to walk out that that journey of forgiveness in those areas um so if you haven't already um i encourage you to go back and listen to episode four um we had fun in that podcast we really dug deep we really pressed in deep um and as always when i share these episodes with you guys these topics are things that are things that i am walking out in my own journey um so by no means have i arrived in this area but it definitely is something that um, I have been learning about and I have been studying on very heavily. Um, so there will likely be a part three. So we'll see. Um, but, oh, that rhymed. I don't know if y'all caught that, but that was a little rhyme there. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, these are these are topics and things that um, I am walking out and journeying with the Holy Spirit. So let's jump right in. I want to recap um, for you guys really quickly just some things that we talked about um in the previous episode um so we're reminded that um forgiveness is not a day forgiveness is not a one-time thing it's a daily thing it's a lifestyle that we live um it's a crucial part of our faith walk um and it's something that allows us to let go of resentment and bitterness and all those negative feelings towards other people um and it can really be a difficult thing again especially when we have those very complex traumas and those chronic traumas that we have have just continued to live through um and it's even harder when it's when you're working through forgiving somebody that is a part of your everyday life so you can't really just take space or you can't really just you know move move on in a sense of, of of they're there so you may have like that constant reminder right um, but forgiveness is a, is a daily thing and it requires us to really um, press in and be dependent on the Holy Spirit within because 
it's hard to do in our own strength. It seems nearly impossible when we're coming, when we're approaching it in our own strength. Um, but again, when we have the power of the Holy Spirit, when we're pressing into the power of the Holy Spirit within, it's something that is made possible for us. So um, the verse that we um, said in last week, um, well, it was one of the verses that came up was Colossians 3.13, and we are a reminder to bear with each other and forgive each forgive one another um, if there's any grievances that we have against someone. And so we forgive as the Lord forgave us. Um, and so our goal with forgiveness is to really emulate Christ's example of forgiveness towards others, even when it seems impossible. So the so that that's the goal, right? In 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 learning and walking out this process of forgiveness, the goal is really being Christ-like, walking out this life the way that God would have us walking out this life. Um, and we talked a little bit last time about holding on to. Um, I don't I don't know if we dived super deep into it, but we talked a little bit about diving into um, or holding on to those things and how it takes up space from us really being able to live out this freedom, this peace life that God would, would have us live out. Um, so diving in a little bit more um, from last week's episode, we kind of defined what forgiveness was. Um, we talked about the Oxford definition of forgiveness was to stop feeling angry or resentment towards somebody for an offense or a flaw or mistake, to cancel out a debt. Um, we talked about um, the Old Testament um, you looked at forgiveness as a pardon. And then the New Testament, they looked at forgiveness as remission, deliverance, freedom, or liberty. And then where we really sat heavy last week, where we talked about um, the psychiatrist Stephen Marmar categorized forgiveness in three different ways. We looked at exoneration, which he defined as completely wiping someone's slate clean and restoring the relationship to its full state of inner, in innocence. And remember, um, we talked about in this particular category of forgiveness, exoneration typically comes with the person really being remorseful or sorry for a behavior or an act that they did. So it makes it easier for us to be able to step into that position of forgiveness or um, exoneration in this incident instance. Um, the second I guess, phase or type of forgiveness that he categorized was forbearance. And we defined, remember, forbearance as being a patient endurance or self-control of restraint or a tolerance. Um, and this was what he described as a level of forgiveness in which the offender offers potentially like a, a partial apology or maybe offers an apology, but it's kind of it's kind of meshed with this idea that oh, if you hadn't have done this, I would have never done this, but I'm sorry that I did this, that kind of thing. Um, and it's really like we, ha it's like we have an apology, but we don't really have a full apology or we don't really know if they are really sorry for what they did. But it's us being able to practice this level of restraint and, and self-control and to really not take vengeance or not take action because they offered up some level of an apology. And then... The, the third type or level, I don't, he, he didn't really categorize them in levels, but the third type of forgiveness is, is this concept of release, really letting, really letting go of the bad feelings or any preoccupations that we have of the negative things that have happened to us. Um, and so 
again, those are just kind of brief. Again, I encourage you guys to go back and listen to episode four, where we kind of fully lay out those, those, you know, three categories. Um, cause those are very interesting. Um, and it, and, and he really breaks down, I can share the, the article. If any of you are interested, I can include the link, um, in the, the podcast description to really review that article. Cause he lays it out in a more from a psychological aspect um, and on how we categorize or we make it easier for us to kind of conceptualize forgiveness because I don't think that he was leveling forgiveness out because I I described in the last episode that I believe that forgiveness the biblical aspect of forgiveness or the biblical concept of forgiveness encompasses all of these things Um, but I believe what what this psychiatrist was doing was really kind of conceptualizing it for us to make it make sense on how we categorize or how we get to a space of how we offer up forgiveness or how we show up to, you know, what we, what we're, how we live out forgiveness. Um, so again, go listen to episode four. We break that all down. Um, but again, jumping back into some, some quick recaps, we talked about forgiveness is a both, a, both a decision and a process, a decision to forgive the facts of what happened or that offense and then a process to forgive the impact that those facts or that offense had on us. Um, so again, it's not a it's not a one time thing. It's a it's a daily thing. It's a process that we are constantly living out and constantly choosing to engage in. Um, we talked about um, forgiveness, and I said this in the beginning of of this episode. Forgiveness is not made possible when we do it in our own strength. It's not made possible when we try to come to it on our own. Forgiveness is made possible by our cooperation with what God has already done. And when we talk about cooperation with what God has already done, we're talking about allowing God's forgiveness that he has given to us to flow in us and through us so that we can practice that level of restraint, release in all of those things um, for the other person. And we can really show up differently and better the way that God would have us to to, um, show up. And the final thing that we talked about in last episode is really that forgiveness is not dependent upon the other person. It's dependent upon us. Um, and, and I will, I will pause here and touch on this part for a little bit. Cause I, I think this is, this is, this is the part that I'll go in deeper into studying. Um, and this is probably where part three will come from because in this area, we're kind of leaning into this concept of reconciliation. And so when we think about full, when we, when we go back to what that psychiatrist was talking about in the, in terms of exoneration and, and that typically coming with a full apology and changed behavior from the other person, now we're leaning into this concept of reconciliation. And so I believe that reconciliation is a completely different process, a, a completely different um, component of forgiveness. And I believe that ho- reconciliation is very much so Holy Spirit led, um, because that comes with actions from the other person. Forgiveness is not us choosing to partake in forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person. It's us being obedient to what God has already asked us to do. It's us cooperating, choosing to cooperate with what God has already done for us right it doesn't have anything to do with the other person and so when we start to talk about forgiveness not being dependent upon the other person and dependent upon us when we think about whether the person offers us an apology or not we can still partake in this concept of forgiveness 
reconciliation requires the participation of the person who may have offended us or made that mistake. And so that is something that is different. That is something that I believe is different and that's something that I believe is a separate concept. And I think that that reconciliation, I believe, has to be very much so Holy Spirit led. Otherwise, you end up back in a situation where God may have delivered you from. And so I want to I want to go deeper into that. And I and again, that's probably going to be a part three and we'll probably dive a little bit into that. But for now, we're going to jump right into um forgiving what we still remember, right? So we talked a little bit about this last time, but we're gonna go a little bit heavier on it this time. So where I wanna start is looking at um, Philippians 3.13, and I'm gonna read two versions. I'm gonna read first from the New Living Translation, and then I'll read from the New King James Version, which, sidebar guys. So I, reading the Bible has, in the past, has been very difficult for me. And so I've always needed kind of like very plain text versions um so i have become very fond of the new king james version and it has really so i so where i've been studying these at is the the nlt version in the um new king james version and so it's really cool um to kind of see the comparisons in the context and i've appreciated that because if any of you know me re, like like i said reading the bible for me in my in my earlier years were it was very, very difficult. Needless to say, let's get back. <laughs> um, so Philippians 3.13 is the verse that I'm going to be reading from. And it says, and this is, again, the NLT version. It says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. So, again, that's the New Living Translation version. And I'm going to read it again in the New King James Version. Um, Philippians 3.13, New King James Version, it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. So just to give a little context with this um, verse here, um, because this comes from... um, I, I do encourage you guys to go ahead, read all of Philippians 3.13 um, so you can get the full context of what Paul is writing about. But he's writing to um, the city of Philippi and he's explaining to the people that he's writing to the inadequacies of our flesh. He's reminding us that like everything that we think that we have the ability to do is nothing can compared to the value of what Christ did in our relationship with him. And he goes, and I'm summarizing it, so I do encourage you guys to read it. Um, he goes through and he tells us, um, he talks about how there's, there's no way that we can have confidence in our flesh. And then he goes on to talk about if anyone is able to have confidence in himself, Paul saying, I have, I can have confidence in myself. And he kind of gives us this explanation on why. Um, and then he comes back and he says, but I have realized I once thought those things that I had confidence in were valuable. But now I realize that the full value is in my relationship with Christ and what Christ did for me on the cross and for us on the cross, right? And so what he's saying is, So I forget those things and I look forward to the goal. And the goal is establishing this full relationship and being made fully right with Christ. 
because that's more valuable than anything we could ever be doing, anything we could ever be um, trying to achieve in our own power, in our own regard. Nothing's more valuable than our relationship with Christ and what he did on the cross to be in full relationship with us. So the goal is to make sure we're 100% constantly pressing on to be in right relationship with him. And so that's where that verse comes from. And so I know that in a, in a, as it relates to this concept of forgiveness, I know that I have read this verse and, I'm, and, I'm, and I have read it at face value and I've been like, okay, Paul is saying forget the past. He's saying forget the past and look for it to what lies ahead. And again, when we read it in, in, in its full context, we understand really what he's talking about. But he is, he is theoretically saying forget the past. He's saying forget all of those things that happened in the past. Forget all of those things that you did or I did. And so in the context of forgiveness, we can understand, okay, forgetting the past and looking forward to what the goal is. And so I think we defined in the last episode what it means to forget. And so forgetting simply just means to fail to hold it in mind. So what Paul isn't saying is that those things are never going to come up. What he isn't saying is that those things will never come to mind. What he isn't saying is that that feeling that we get from these traumas that we have, because guys, we have real traumas, real things happen to real people, real things happens to us. All of us listening, all of us walking and living and breathing have experienced some sort of hardship and those things don't just go away. Right. And so what Paul is is not saying is that we won't ever think about those things again. We won't ever feel the effects of those things again. We won't ever see the effects of those things again. But what he is saying is that when those things come up, I won't I, I will fail to hold them in mind. I won't keep them in mind. So when that thought comes up, I'll take that thought captive and teach it to teach it to obey Christ. Right. When 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 those negative thoughts and those things come up, I'll I'll retrain my mind to think about things that are good and think about things that are that are pure and praiseworthy right when that feeling of anxiety comes up when I will remind myself that I don't have to be anxious right I don't have to worry when that feeling of fear comes up I don't have to hold on to that I can remind myself that God did not give me a spirit of fear but a spirit of love and a spirit of a power and a spirit in a, in a sound mind right when I, when i'm when that fear comes up i can remind myself that i don't have to be afraid i can trust god and so that's what pause reminding us to do we have a goal in mind and the in the goal is to push towards whatever the holy spirit is trying to do in our life to be in full right relationship with him so whatever he's telling us to let go of whatever version of ourselves he's trying to get us to move into we have to choose to not hold those things in the past in mind. And, it, and I know that that's hard because sometimes forgetting isn't necessarily a thought, right? Forgetting, sometimes us learning to fail to hold on to those things can look like an emotion that comes up, a feeling in our body, a physical reaction that we may be having because we're activated by something we saw, heard, felt, or whatever. And so it's really failing to hold on to those things and pressing towards the goal, right? And from a psychological aspect, our memories like don't necessarily allow us to forget everything, 
So again, when I say I don't think Paul is saying those things will never come up, those things will never, we will never be remembered of those things. But it's just failing to hold hold on to those things when they come up. Our memories are very powerful, guys. The, the, the way that God wired our brains are very powerful. And any single experience um, can be some can become so like deeply entrenched in our long-term memories. And so that's almost to the point where like it becomes a cue for something to happen, like for a future experience, right? So if we had a trauma that, you know, we were locked in a closet, any 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 time I walk into a dark room or the door closes behind me, I might in- immediately trench thinking that like, um, or clinch up, like thinking that there's, this is a cue for danger. That's my body physically responding to that trauma that I had, right? Or if somebody's constantly yelling at me, the minute someone's voice gets loud, my body is telling me that I'm instantly in danger. Those are, those are psychological and, and biological things that are happening to us based off of traumas that we've experienced. So these things are really real. And so to just tell ourselves that these traumas and things happen to us and we can wake up and pretend like they didn't happen isn't what Paul is telling us to do. But what he is saying is when those things happen, we have a goal. And we have to press towards that goal. And in order to do that, we have to, we have to fail to hold on to those things. We have to immediately cultivate a practice that would allow us to release those things. To, un, to unhand the things that are not allowing us to press forward onto that goal. And so I would encourage you, as I've tried to do myself, whatever you need to do, whatever drastic measures you may need to take so that you are failing to hold on to those feelings, those desires, those thoughts, those emotions, put those things in place on a practical level. If you need to have sticky notes all over your wall, like I do, do that. If you need to take space set certain boundaries, do those things, right? If you need to voice record yourself reading certain Bible verses, do those things. If you need to, you know, whatever it is that you need to do, if you need to take space from people, do that. Because guys, this stuff is real. This stuff is real. Our bodies psychologically and biologically are holding on to some of these traumas that happened in our body. And I'm gonna go on a little bit of a, chan- a tangent here because um, I also um, um, run a small group talking about anxiety from kind of focusing on the biblical aspect of that. And we went into a little bit and we defined just this concept of how the anxiety shows up in our in our body um, on a physical level. And we defined that as in we defined it in a physical um, in a physical as in a physical definition. And it, and it just means that our body is in a constant state of, of tension. Like our muscles are tense. Everything is, is, is tense in our bodies because we're perceiving something to be a fear or a danger or a threat to us. And so when our, our, our bodies are constantly in a state of tension, our bodies are constantly in this fight, flight, or fight mode, we're, we're releasing, releasing like adrenaline and, and all different, I'm, I, bear with me guys. Cause I'm not a, I'm not, I'm, I'm, we're, we're releasing, um, different hormones and different chemicals in our bodies that are not supposed to be constantly released all the time. So we're constantly telling our bodies that we're in danger and we have to learn to let that stuff go. And that can only happen through this process of forgiveness through us choosing not to hold these things in. 
choosing to fail to hold those things in mind, choosing to fail to hold those things in our body. Because that's this concept of really walking out this daily process of forgiveness. And I, like I said, I know I went on a little bit of a tangent there, but I really encourage you guys to put in, in, um, in applicable process or some a practical process in place whatever that looks like so that when those things come up you immediately have something to help cast those things down right and so it can be something as easy as saying god's grace is bigger than what you did to me and how i made you feel and how you made me feel right when we've gotten to a place when we can remember the faults and the offenses of the things that people are done to us and we can say to ourselves god's grace is bigger than what you did to me and how you made me feel immediately we're in the right direction that's what that looks like on a practical level being able to 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 fail to hold those things in mind i'm choosing to look at you as a person and not the sin i'm choosing to fight spirit to spirit i'm choosing to get behind the holy spirit and fight that rather than me coming and applying your sins to who you are as a person, making that your identity, because that's not what God does to us. And we have to also keep in mind that God's forgiveness for us reaffirms our true identity in him. So he, he doesn't, when, when, when he forgives us, he sees us. Our sins are wiped away. When we're forgiven, our sins are wiped away. We're restored, we're clean, we're renewed. So we have to allow that to flow in and through us so that we can be able to exercise that with other people. So again, I encourage you guys to kind of develop a practical application that you can hold on to, that you can really put in place, whether it's writing it down, whether it's saying out loud, whether it's listening to it, something that you can do on a daily basis to help yourself fight that. Um, yeah, a little bit of a tangent there, but I lo- I'm loving this conversation so far. But just going back a little bit um, to the psychological part of like how our brains and our memories work, um, I made note here that repeated experiences exist in our long-term memory due to the neural connections in our brain and these experience become become strengthened one after one and so that's kind of what um chronic trauma looks like when we're constantly experiencing trauma after trauma after trauma hurt after hurt pain after pain it's one thing after another our brains our bodies it's these experiences are kind of fusing these different reactions and things together and so that creates how we respond how we show up in life how we live things out right and so the cool thing about our brain is that we know that it can be rewired so if we if we want it to be rewired we have to find new ways to navigate these experiences we have to choose to not hold these experiences in our minds and our bodies and our in in our in our in our everyday lives and we have to choose to we we rewire our brains so that we can live freely so that we can live in peace and we can fully experience healing in god's goodness right and so again healing does not excuse the person or i'm sorry i said that wrong healing does not excuse the behavior 
it excuses the person. So somebody comes up to you and you know some or someone does something to you it really hurt you it really affected you you choosing to forgive them doesn't excuse that you were really hurt and affected by what they did but you're choosing to look at the person rather than what they did right and you're choosing to say god's grace is bigger than what you did to me and how you made me feel doesn't mean that i don't feel that way and doesn't mean that there isn't effects residual effects for what happened so that may look like the relationship is no more that may look like you're taking space they might look like you need time away that might look like different boundaries but forgiveness is still happening right and again further down the line we're looking at reconciliation which i i believe again is a holy spirit led thing so we really have to look how look at how we're unpacking unpacking that but again, forgiveness is not excusing the behavior, it's excusing the offender. The same way God does not say, you know, he doesn't, he forgives our sin, but he doesn't say, oh, you can keep doing that. Or he doesn't say, oh, there's no consequences for your sin. That's where he chooses to have mercy and favor on us. Um, so the fact that we can forgive someone of their sins towards us does not make the, 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 what they did to us okay. Um, and so I really just want to, that us, I really want us to be reminded of that because I am not at all saying, and, I, and I'm also not saying that we get to take justice or we get to get revenge, right? Because God said vengeance is his, right? So I'm not saying any of that, but I am saying the process of forgiveness is about our obedience to God. It has nothing to do with the other person. And so that hurt, that pain, the, the aftermath of what was done is still there. We're choosing to give that to God and allow God to fight that on our behalf. And, and, and honestly, when I think about that as much as I'm all about accountability and I am all for like justice. Like if you do something to me, the first thing I'm like is I will not let you get away with that. But I have found it more freeing to be like, you know what? Okay, God, that bothered me. That hurt me. Help me, help me to get past that. Help me to not take vengeance, to not try to seek justice against that person, right? I find that to be more freeing because it's not a battle that I have to fight. It's almost like I'm, 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 going, I'm going to my friend and I'm like, all right, God, handle that. Because I, I, like, you can handle that better than I can because all I'm going to do is make this worse and I, and I, and I don't want to make this worse. So, okay, God, I'm bringing it to you. You know what I mean? And that, that for me is more freeing than, I, yeah, I just, I, that, for, that for me is more freeing. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that, I see that as more freeing. Um, so we are we are remembering um the redemptive the redemptive and merciful act of Christ and we can challenge ourselves to 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 go up against these negative thoughts and ask ourselves is it a biblical way to think is it a merciful way to think and if the answer to those questions to both of those questions is no then we can go to God and ask him to give us the strength to ex- extend the grace of forgiveness over judgment, because I think it's natural for us to take, to want to judge, to want to 
issue a consequence to to want to want to bring down the gavel especially when these hurts really hurt especially when the pain runs deep especially when it's somebody who you thought you loved or who was supposed to love you or somebody who was supposed to take care of you or protect you or keep you safe or someone who told you that they had your back and then you realized they didn't that hurts and so it's really easy for us to jump to this place of I'ma get you or how dare you do that to me or or just be judgmental and 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 assign a, a label to that person that that is now who they are. I I know for sure I can be that person. I might not say it out loud, but in my mind, I'm like, you're officially a liar. Can't trust anything you say. But I have to be reminded of how much God has forgiven me of. How many times that God has asked me to do something and I didn't do it, and he still blessed me. Right. And so, again, it's me failing to hold those things in mind, bringing them, bringing those things to the feet of God and focusing on pressing towards the goal and that healing and who God needs me to show up as. Forgiveness is y'all forgiveness is hard. It's hard when we try to do it in our on, on our own. We try to go at it on our own. Forgiveness is hard, guys. But it's, but it's easier when we do it from the space of God's mercy. When we do it from the space of cooperating with what God has already done for us, it becomes easier, right? Um, I can, I can, I mean, I can recall many situations where I have, been in and I, and I've been convicted for this because I I can recall many situations where people have done things to me especially in this new season that I've been in um people have done things to me and I've taken offense to it and I'm I'm really just like exile never like block delete I don't even know your name anymore and and y'all I'm cold-blooded I'm gonna just be honest with you. I am cold blooded, and my excuse is, I, and I and I and I recite this. Some of y'all know me. I recite this very easy. I'm nice until I'm not, and my excuse is because I forgive so much. When I get to a breaking point, it's it's hard for me to do it. That is that's my excuse. But how dare I? How dare I? And I'm going to be honest with y'all. I do. I say that a lot. And I was convicted as I was studying this because it's really this idea that, like, who am I to think that I don't have to keep forgiving when God continues to forgive me? He continues to forgive me. He continues to wipe my slate clean. So who am I to think that I can take judgment over somebody else for something that they've done to me. Yes, it hurt, and it hurt real bad. But I don't get to condemn you. I don't get to assign that to your character. I don't get to take away the power and authority that God have, has placed and purpose that God has placed in your life because you did something hurtful to me. 
that's for God to take up with that person, not for me. And so the best thing that I can go do is go to the feet of Jesus and say, God, this hurt. This really hurt. And I don't know how to engage with this person anymore. I don't know how to, how to uphold this person in a manner that's accepting and pleasing to you. Give me the strength to do that. Give me the eyes to continue to see this person in a manner that you would see them. Give me the eyes to see the person the way that you see me. Help me to see the value of the of, that you have placed on that individual's life. They made, they made a mistake and maybe they made multiple mistakes and maybe they still continue to make mistakes. But there's still purpose on that, that person's life and it's up to God to sort through that with them. Not up to Sonny, not up to you, not up to anyone else but God. And so I have been convicted of this a lot in these last few weeks because there are some things that I am walking out and my attitude really is just, well, I'm, I'm over that person. Like I, I'm, o I'm over them. And, and so I, I really don't care what happened to that person. I really don't, I really don't care. But, but that idea of just being so, so easily able to just say, you know, Hey, that person is no longer valuable. That person is no longer, I don't get to make that decision. And so I, as I share these things with you guys and as I study these things, it has, it has been very eye-opening and very convicting to me to really, to really push myself to show up better and to, to establish these practical applications where I am living a daily life of forgiveness. Every moment, every minute, every hour, every second, I am choosing to engage in this process of forgiveness and this lifestyle of forgiveness because it doesn't just stop every day that we are engaging with humans we are going to get hurt people are going to say things that offend us we are going to hurt we are going to do things that offend and so we have to develop the habit of allowing god of cooperating with god and allowing what he's done for us to flow in and through us so that we can give that to other people so that we can really be used in the kingdom of god he can't use us if we're holding on the bitterness and resentment especially for the people that we represent. And a lot of the times we don't recognize how this affects our own households, our own relationships, right? We might be praying to God that he provide us with a new, a new spouse, right? Or, 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 or bless us w with being a parent. But we're not realizing that bitterness and that resentment and that anger and that, that unresolved, oh, those unresolved things that we're holding on to, that we're failing to let go of, those things we're gonna pass on to our kids. And innately that, it will, it will become their battle to fight. And they don't even know why they're fighting it. And so we have to really be intentional about walking this stuff out because even from a physical aspect, from a physical and a psychological aspect, they show up in our lives. And we have to put practical things in place to be able to fight this well. Um, so I want to end with giving, um, just kind of summing up with just giving some, some reminders of things we can do when those hurtful memories are still there. And so one, remember, don't be hard on yourself. 
right? When we're thinking from the psychological aspect of, of our brains, this process of the everyday process that we're living out and walking out with the Holy Spirit. Our brains are literally functioning. It's, it's, it's a functioning thing. And when we're constantly experiencing hurt and pain and trauma on a regular basis, our brains are functioning as that's a normal state of living. And so our brains make forgiveness difficult in and of itself. So forgiveness isn't something that happens naturally. And a lot of us think that we can just say, I forgive you, and we've moved on. But if we're honest with ourselves, those things still come up because on a normal, on a regular, everyday functioning level, forgiveness is not a natural thing. Something is done to us, we respond, flight, fight, or freeze mode. That is the body functioning. So it is natural for us to want to respond, retaliate, fight back. But we're commanded to do something that's against what our fleshly and our normal response would be to do. But we are reminded that it's doable by his grace and his example of what forgiveness looks like. So that's number one. Number two is be graceful. Um, Ephesians 4.32, it says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Um, so yeah, number two. And then number three is be merciful. Um, we define mercy as um, withholding punishment that somebody that someone else deserves. So the way that God is merciful with us, we be merciful with others, right? So as we have received mercy, we show mercy. Um, and so I, I do also remind ourselves, as we receive it, we have to give it. So forgiveness is also, we practice forgiveness with ourselves because it's difficult to forgive somebody when we haven't even accepted forgiveness for ourselves. When we have not fully accepted and remembered and called to mind what Christ did for us, it's really difficult for us to make that a daily, a daily response and live that out for others. So we have to first receive it for ourselves so that we can give it to others. And then finally, um, and this one is kind of a segue into potentially the next episode, um, but where, wherever it's possible and whenever it's safe in situations, try to recreate those positive interactions and those positive memories and those positive engagements, right? Reestablishing, recreating um, newly established connections in our brains again we're, we're talking from a practical aspect as well as a spiritual one our brains physically and psychologically are wired a certain way when we've experienced hurt and trauma so we have to develop practical applications to be able to help us rewire our brains so that we can create those and that's a part of that is creating more positive memories creating new memories and again we're doing that when it's safe and when it's possible and when it's holy spirit led and so I will end with the same verse that I ended with last episode. It's 2 Corinthians 10.5. And this is the King James Version. Casting down our imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to obedience of Christ. So again, guys, thank you for joining in. This is definitely an important topic, an important message. I look forward to... The next episode where we are talking about where we're talking about reconciliation and how that's a Holy Spirit led process. And until then, we'll chat again soon. 
We hope you were blessed by today's conversation. We know that healing can be a hard and seemingly lonely journey, but God is faithful to be with us in our weakest moments. Our favorite verse, Philippians 4.13, reminds us that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So as we move through our individual journeys, let us be reminded to lean into the strength of the Holy Spirit within us. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and leave us a review. To stay up to date with the Wake Up Queen podcast, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook at Heart and Home Community Inc. Thanks for listening. Thank you.